0: Guys, we're in the middle of the pandemic and these are trying times. It's hard on our mental health, our mental state. And this is why I love our sponsor today, BetterHelp. They're the largest online counseling platform worldwide. They change the way people get help with facing life's challenges by providing convenient, discreet, affordable access to licensed therapists. BetterHelp makes professional counseling available anytime, anywhere, through a computer, tablet, or smartphone. It's brilliant. Sign up today. Go to betterhelp.com backslash solving healthcare and get 10% off sign up fees. Podcast 99 at gmail.com, reach out on Facebook at Quadcast, or online at drquajo.ca. Welcome to Solving Healthcare. I'm Quajo Karamante. I'm an ICU and palliative care physician here in Ottawa and the founder of Resource Optimization Network. We are on a mission to transform healthcare in Canada. I'm going to talk with physicians, nurses, administrators, patients and their families because inefficiencies overwork and overcrowding affects us all. I believe it's time for a better healthcare system that's more cost effective, dignified, and just for everyone involved. Quadcast nation. Welcome back. You are just getting me to that. We're doing a solo cast. I had to get some things off my mind, some things off my chest that are making me upset. And uh, I figured this would be a great format. There's got to be an advantage of having your own show. You know what I'm saying? But before doing this, just a couple of things I want to get off my plate. In light of me, like I started that new job, started a department head over at the hospital here and just trying to find that work-life balance. We're going to aim for episodes every two weeks. And that was always the plan. And we started to hammer shows out every week, sometimes even you know, twice, three times a week during the COVID time, heights uh, to COVID. And, you know, I think we'll try and stay relevant when, and bust out material if the time is is right. Like, you know, if uh, there's COVID updates, there might be more than every two weeks. It might be weekly, but the game plan will be for every two weeks. And, uh, you know, once again, trying to achieve that work-life balance and, and just continue to aim for that quality over quantity. You know what I'm saying? Second thing I want to get uh, a quick update in attempts to... Uh, really reach out to youth. I am getting out of my comfort zone and started my, our own uh, TikTok ch- uh, channel. Channel. I don't even know what you call it TikTok, like uh, account. Anyways, it's more uh, these updates that we're doing is more quick. It's more edgy, just to get try and connect with the youth. And you know, we're trying to change the booking, change change the landscape of uh, how we connect in healthcare. And I think we have a responsibility to reach out when we can. So it is out of my comfort zone. I ain't doing that crazy, like pointing and dancing business, but I am a little bit more uh, youthful. So yeah, check it out on TikTok at Qualcast. Uh, Last thing before jumping into it, you know, we're trying to change that boogie on solving wellness, our ability to reduce burnout amongst healthcare professionals. This is what we're trying to do on solvingwellness.com. $99 a year, $90.99 per month. First month is free online workouts, yoga classes, cooking classes, nutrition tips, mindful meditation, all on one platform, for real. And you know what? The best part is is like we, we connect. We try and create that community and, and I feel like it's making a difference. I truly do. Keep in mind too, I think we're gonna be doing a, a live retreat, hopefully in February. And I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. So those are all the announcements I wanted to bust out. So what started to get me upset, Last week was hearing this talk about having extended school closures because of COVID, increasing case counts, Omicron, all these things. And, and I just wanted to address this because, frankly, our kids have suffered enough. They truly have gone through enough, uh, whether it's the mental health, physical health, uh, the future, the, the more, you know, how it's, we've seen it affect in racialized communities and vulnerable communities. How it's not only the restrictions, but the uh, having that less less of class time. You know, we've we even know in Ontario that we've lost literally lost a hundred thousand kids during the pandemic to the system. And you know, and what are we doing to mitigate that? I don't know actually but for us to say, Hey, you know, let's have these extended school closures when our, our kids are already behind. We've seen the impacts that it's had on their mental health and physical health. We can't, do, we, we need to make it a priority to keep them in school, whatever we need to do to keep them in school. Like we, we just had a bridges over barrier meeting and we were talking uh, to our social workers that, uh, you know, front line, seeing what they see and, the mental health crisis that is happening with our youth is worse than I ever would have perceived or would have guessed. And it's only getting worse and we can't, and it's tough to even handle the workload. Like, you know, these, these patients that are these kids that normally would need a high level of, of, uh, you know, uh, therapy, they don't have that access. You know, the wait times are, are insane. And, you know, to think that we would put in some measures to make things worse. Like I just, I don't know. I I, I can't live with this. And, uh, you know, I, I think what we've also seen too in the past is when, you know, you put in these restrictions, you put in these, these, uh, these dates, oh, it's only two weeks. It's only three weeks. It ends up being longer and longer. It's harder to take it back. And, you know, without clear metrics or or plans on when we deem it safe or when it's okay to reenter. And so I I honestly, I think, once again, we need to do everything in our power to keep our kids in school. Like one of the strategies that some of you may have seen or read about is this test to stay, where you, if there's uh, someone that's positive in the classroom, the kids do daily tests covid tests rapid uh, rapid antigen tests for example and ensure that when they're coming to school they're not testing positive you know and this was done in the uk with success there's no reason why we couldn't implement something like this you know if we're going to make the kids education a priority you know let's start thinking outside the box or use data from other places that have shown success and implement it within our own system We our kids deserve it. Our kids deserve it, and I, I, you know, I could not stand silent for another uh, school closure or what have you because it's, you know, it's 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 too damaging. It's absolutely too damaging. Couple other thoughts on Omicron. It's gonna be real interesting. So I'm recording this on December thirteenth. It'll be real interesting to see how the data plays out. You know, anecdotally. Uh, We're hearing more or more data support that it's mild disease, but it it spreads like wildfire. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a real we're going to have to come up with a real sustainable strategy on what happens when these cases become higher and higher, where we can't do all the testing we'd like, where, you know, to get tested will take a couple of days to get the results we might take a, some more days after that. And when you think we got to be able to, you know, have the teachers out there, we, we need to have the frontline staff available. Like these are the things that we have to consider, especially if the data supports that, you know, people aren't getting severe disease from this. And like I said, I think it's too early at this time to be confident in that assessment, but Man, I hope it's true. I really hope that we're we're not seeing as much severe disease as as prior. And, you know, the predominant system are cold-like symptoms for those that contract it because that'll make a big difference. I will say I'm a big supporter of obviously boosting those that are at high risk, especially those that are at high risk. Uh, Our elderly population, our immunocompromised population, like we got to hustle and we got to put in our, Resources to make sure that they're they're vaccinated, and also those that are haven't gotten their first or second dose. That are also high risk, vulnerable vulnerable patient groups. You know, uh, still, you know, in those racialized communities, multi generational homes, like you know, we we that still needs to be a priority to ensure that we don't overwhelm our our healthcare system. And uh, last thing I want to say is I'm, I'm hearing anecdotal stories. Uh, as well that you know people are becoming increasingly fearful to come to hospital because of what they worry about uh, you know contracting the virus and we need to continue to advocate that people come to hospital if you're sick if you are sick you come to see us we will treat you and it's it'll be better than you percolating at home with your stroke your heart attack your infection come to hospital come get treated get over your Get over your ailment. And, uh, you know, yes, COVID is scary, but we're here to protect. We've, we've been doing it for 20 plus months. But yeah, I, I, I really worry about the fear messaging that comes across and how people respond as a result. I think that's all I want to say. Just a quick little blurb. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, keep sending us your messages. Keep, keep sending us your, your love. Like, I love all the support and 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 comments that so we get through all our media platforms whether that's facebook instagram twitter Aquacast. like i said we just started tiktok oh my god i got no dignity left but yes tiktok for real um and then yeah uh, the emails we get over at quadcast99 at gmail.com much appreciated uh we're going to continue to advocate for our kids we're going to continue to advocate for underserved communities and we're going to continue to give you reliable, non-fear-based information. And, uh, you know, we, we, I will say this in general, we gotta, we we gotta stop stop with the fear-based decision-making. Look at the data. What is the data telling us and act accordingly and act with some confidence. Stop, we gotta stop this. Like, Oh, we don't know what's coming. It could be deadly. It could be scary. You know what? Leaders, lead. I've said it one before, once before. I'll say it again. Leaders, lead. Show that you're ready. Show that we can handle this. Provide some confidence to the public that we can overcome. It's time. Sorry for the background noise. It's daddy daycare a little bit. I love you guys. And we'll connect again real soon. Peace.